broadcasting from Occupied, Tongva Land in Long Beach, California. This is Wait, Why Am I Talking Podcast. Today I got my comrades, Miles. What up, Miles? How you feeling? Hey, uh, I'm feeling okay. Uh, Omicron shutting everything down. Worker shortages everywhere. I, I but I haven't had a I haven't had a long commute in like the past week. You know, it goes to show how, how so many people are sick on the road. Like something that would normally take me an hour to forty five minutes, thirty minutes, twenty five minutes. That's eight. not a bad thing, right? Yeah, that fifteen minutes cut off. But yeah, it just lets you know. Uh, you know, in, se- in September of thirty of ca- uh, September thirtieth in California, they took away the two weeks COVID pay. And they were like, yep, we're all good. We're all good. We're going back to work. You know, your employers are off the hook. And now, yeah, where is where is that two weeks COVID pay? It'd be be really great uh, for the people that are missing week of work, week and a half of work. Yeah. People can't show up because of fucking Omicron, man. I Yeah. It's fucking wild. What up, Jordan? What's going on? Uh, Pretty good. Not too much. Just been uh, working on a lot of projects, keeping myself busy, been... uh, Finally started up brewing some cider. I'm sorry, fermenting some cider because right. I want to be that guy. Uh, who's that annoying? Um, it's funny you mentioned the worker pay because at my work, the big strategy was to give everybody a little bottle of hand sanitizer in order to stop an airborne virus. And other than that, we're just not changing anything. How about you, Vic? I'm good, man. Just started working again, getting mm-hmm. back on set and getting tested again places you love to be oh yeah. you've had no problem just getting tested ah uh, no problems getting tested nope. every I, single job i get tested before i go to work i get tested because capital needs to make commercials gee i wonder where all those tests went then that nobody can get access to considering there's what tens of thousands being used every month yeah. in hollywood yeah. right now uh-huh if a tv show wants to get made everybody has to get tested there's certain protocols that are in place and we have the money to buy the ppe the nurses cool. Cool. And 95 and 95s yeah and everybody is safe and feels safe and we even had people they take a pcr two days before the show they show up they take a rapid that morning <sighs> and then the next morning they take another rapid and we had people several people test positive after through all that on the second day of the shoot so then what yeah. did you just like take them out back and uh no <laughs> They, they told them to go back to work, man. What are you talking about? No, nah, they send them home and call someone else. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. That, yeah. that happens. That happens. It's just like all this to do. Meanwhile, nurses have nothing. Uh, workers can't get any testing and are going without pay and getting people sick and people are dying. And it's like, but don't worry. We can still make uh, the new season of uh, Yes Queens or whatever bullshit. I don't even know. <laughs> Oh yeah, like Young Sheldon or some shit like oh that. My God. Uh, oh, dude, or ca- Capital One commercials? No, all that too. Yeah, credit card ads, all that shit. And didn't I, I heard this? I, I didn't actually verify it, but didn't the Los Los Angeles County advise people that they need to all start wearing N95s? Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, that's cute. Are they gonna send me one? No. Yeah. Okay, then I'm not wearing it. No. Are they gonna pay for that? Like, nope. You know, are they gonna follow up on employers that aren't giving people PPE? Nope. Like. No. I got a K- I wear KN95s because I bought them before they started doing the price gouging, and now they're double the price. So no way on that. Yep. I don't even know how much they are. I never paid for one since this whole pandemic. <laughs> Get them at work. Free. Fucking goddamn. Makes sense because I'm an essential worker, according to LA County. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. keep the engines of society moving. I mean, every employer should be providing. You know, to be fair, if they stop releasing on streaming platforms society would probably collapse on some right. level it would crumble it would crumble it's the same reason if fast food workers all stopped it'd be like and no treaty treats were getting delivered i mean what the fuck yeah well i mean I've, i'm convinced now that the modern economy legitimately depends on fast food because it enables no. all these shifts that are traditionally are difficult to fill uh when everyone expected to be able to go home and eat dinner with their families you know so you know fast food is an integral part of worker alienation and the enabling of the modern late stage industrial economy yeah and like during before the french revolution like the what the peasants were eating was like this block bread that they had to soak for hours before it could be ingested yep. like we're never gonna have that if mcdonald's could give me something for like a dollar and 10 cents that tastes more than decent that tastes actually good it's not even cheap anymore mm-hmm. it's not even cheap. yeah i was gonna say it's not that cheap a dollar and ten cents what are you buying one chicken nugget dollar menu right four nuggets for a dollar <laughs> what is that like 50 calories 
You get an eight ounce McFlurry, you know, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough to work yeah, a six hour. Technically, it does have enough calories, technically speaking. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. That's where we're at. So, if we're always going to have that, how are we going to get to the fucking block bread and fucking get people really pissed? We don't even have time to soak the black bread. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. We need it fast. All right. Let's get into this. Yeah, let's do. So, uh, a quick election update in Long Beach. Tons of different things going on. We have the chief of police, Robert Luna, who is retiring. And soon after he retired, he's announcing that he's running for sheriff. Woo! There you go, Robert like, Luna. We're, we're calling this segment uh, Failing Upwards. Oh, yeah. Failing Upwards big time. So, Robert Luna uh, has been chief of police in Long Beach for like, what, four or five years right now? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. He was He was there for a long time. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with Long Beach Police Department, there's just like any other police department in Southern California. Uh, a good example is like last year, 2020, during the riots. Uh, Luna, after one of his officers pointed a gun at a child yep. sitting on yep. her father's shoulders, yep. said that father should be arrested for child endangerment. Yep. That's what he said. Right. Right. Also, using facial recognition software. So Yeah, that was a big thing. They used license plates readers and they towed people's cars mm-hmm. who were like parked near it. And then six weeks later they got like towed in LA because yeah. they had a warrant on the car. Yeah. Six, seven months in Pasadena, they were going after people. And he says, We have your license plates. We know what you look like and we're gonna come get you. <laughs> Even though these people literally weren't part of it, that that doesn't matter. I don't know right? Yeah. And then Long- everyone's a suspect. Yeah. And Long Beach Police Department of course, just like every other police department, COVID is the number one killer. Yep. They don't wear masks. They only wear gaiters. And COVID is running rampant. Well, they, they had a recent thing. Um, it was released by the Long Beach Beachcomber. There was an official complaint filed and the cops had like a 300 guy training session in a, in a big like, I think it was the convention center. And they all took a big photo together. Like almost nobody's wearing a mask in the photo. Like, so they had this huge training where like nobody's wearing a mask, and this is like the height of COVID. They're just like, "What's the problem?" It's just you know the fact that they can't even be bothered to wear masks just shows that they have no they have no concept of social accountability exactly or, or social welfare for other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even if they're in a position where they think COVID is bullshit or or it's not real or whatever, like you would think. That someone in a position of authority would be like, well, we have to sort of, you know, meet certain expectations. No, they don't. They don't give a shit. And that's why, you know, ultimately, they're not there to uh, care about the social well-being. Uh, And I multiple times throughout the cold COVID pandemic, I would say the majority of times whenever I saw cops, at least one of the cops was not wearing a mask. Oh, I still see it. Yeah, you still see it. And like there was there was a. an eviction um, that I responded to with some other housing organizers. Mm-hmm. Of course, the cops show up, the sheriff show up, and they're not wearing masks. Of course not. And we got to go talk to them and and, and and all this. And it's like, yeah, these these people who come to kick out the pores, like they also going to infect them with coronavirus. And yeah, yeah, this is the major killer of cops last year, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So Luna had a press conference uh, to announce all this. It was really low, really on the hush-hush. Uh, but some comrades, <laughs> some organizers I know contacted me and we went out there and during the whole press conference, we we're yelling about like all these things that we're talking about now. Like, what is he going to do? How is he going to address how cops aren't getting vaccinated? Fucking how are you going to address the LA USD gangs? They're yeah. gangs mm-hmm. in the sheriff's department. Yep. It's been documented. Several different news organizations have documented this. Yep. And so at the press conference, we're screaming and yelling about LAUSD gangs. And therefore, the press saw us, had to react to us, and had to press Luna to say, hey, are there gangs in LAUSD? He didn't answer the question. So the reporter came back again to be like, uh, you didn't answer the question. Oh, uh, are there gangs in LAUSD? And he's like, yes, they are. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I, bet he, I bet he hated Strong stand that through his teeth. On, on record. Saying yes, they're LAUSD gangs. So a little, you know, direct action, putting pressure on to get that happening. 
As Luna held his news conference at a location with a majestic background in Signal Hill, protesters interrupted him several times. They're critical of law enforcement in Long Beach. For the past seven years here, he tried to address the protesters. There are people with all different opinions. And uh, for anybody who has worked around me, they know I respect uh, everybody's opinion. To be open, uh, open to criticism, uh, we're, I'm being criticized now. I'm open to it. So that's one person in Long Beach, Robert Luna. Yeah. Uh, uh, such classic failing up because here's the thing. What's his angle on this? He's saying he's going to be the progressive against Villanueva? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. This is what happened. All right. Villanueva, who to say... Not a Trump. He's not. He's Trumpian. Put it right, that way. Right, he's very right, Trumpian. Right. Social he's like, media. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, my cops did nothing wrong. Exactly. He's he's unabashed about the police state and the fact that yeah, you know, we're here to manage you, put you in cuffs, and make sure that mm -hmm. you do your jobs. Yeah. Working force. He's like the post twenty sixteen sort of like proto fascist sort of you know. And so because he's such a figure and has like a huge personality, is all over social media. Uh, Luna thinks he could come in there and Biden this thing up and just like, hey, we'll go back <laughs> to status quo. And if I'm fine, I'm a Democrat. We're going to bring it back to Democrat values and holding. Yeah, all that shit, all that shit. So that's why he thinks he hasn't he could fail up. It's 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 really weird because like uh, he's not he's hated by. um uh, cops as well, Luna. I mean, like it's very funny because like he's a psycho. He did the Tiger text. He's brutalized people. Mm -hmm. LBPD's sixth most violent department in the whole country. All this crap, right? Yep. And so everyone on the left hates him, of course. Liberals like him on some level, I guess. And then, but the cops of LBPD don't like him. So it's like just such an insane office to run for with this angle. It, and yeah, let's let's cover the tiger text real quick because talking about like this this I th I think the tiger text text scandal is actually like very very good example of why he's just like this this lib cop coming mm -hmm. in right is um the tiger text scandal was pretty much the Long Beach Police Department was using a, an encrypted uh app tiger text to communicate specifically around police involved shootings and the app yes. was deleting the record yep so. Um, and, and, and I think like this, this, this is sort of why libs love them because it's like, yeah, let's do the police state, but let's keep it hush hush. Let's just, let's just, you know, try to make it seem like we're doing real good and any sort of malfeasance. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just try to cover it. We're gonna just try to hide it as much as possible as opposed to the proto, you know, people that are like proto fascist or, or just more out and out like authoritarian. They're like, yeah, this, this is happening just right, in right. your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Illinois is a huge PR nightmare for the, the county board of supervisors luna i guess his pitch is like I, i'll i'll pay lip service like he once famously yeah. said in a city council meeting he says something like i don't support the carceral state i'm like that's literally what the fuck are you saying right now like you cannot what yeah, literally cognitive dissonance job. that's liberal branding yes, right exactly cognitive dissonance. right exactly uh-huh <laughs> so that's chief luna running for the sheriff's department leaving yeah. lbpd yeah he well he i mean he's managed to get a lot of funding for the LBPD, right? 40, 44% of Long Beach's budget uh, on average or typically yeah. each year uh -huh. for police. We have covered that also. Yeah. Wow. A little depressing when you put it all into perspective. All right. So we have Mayo Garcia. <laughs> He's running for Congress to replace Alan Lowenthal. Uh, oh, failing upwards that's failing real, that's upward. a real failing up attempt right there yeah even by liberal standards i gotta say uh-huh yeah so mayor garcia has always been on joe biden's like radar right always has an eye towards washington has always been thinking about it that's one way to put it vic <laughs> yeah well, how would you put it uh, how to put this I mean, I'd put it as uh, Mayor Garcia has made a Republicanism more fashionable for the Democrats. That's true. I'd say young he's, Republican Mayo Garcia. Mm -hmm. I'd say his nose is quite brown. Let's yes. just put it that way. For yes. all the ass kissing he's been doing, since oh. basically almost day one because he one. endorsed Kamala first, which is very funny because she had to drop out. And then he, I don't know how, 
Joe Biden looked like his brain, you know, his brain is decaying, but he looks like he was literally going to die on the campaign trail. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. And Robert Garcia somehow was like, no, I think this guy's got it. And then he endorsed him immediately. Which I thought was, at the time, we all laughed and we're like, this fucking dumbass has gotten on another Titanic that's going to sink just like Camel's campaign. Uh-huh. Well, look who's stupid now. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So, Alan Lowenthal, who's been um, in Congress for like, a long time. A long time. Yeah. One of those old school Lib Dems. And he's retiring. So, Garcia is looking at this as his opportunity yes. to go for mayor of Long Beach. To go, uh, representative in Congress, mm-hmm. you know, and you might say he's not qualified for that position, but I think he is perfectly qualified because all Robert Garcia does is cut ribbons. Yes, the mayor yeah. in Long Beach is mostly functional or um, a functionary; like they don't do much. The city manager does. That. Yeah, city manager. So Robert Garcia, all he does is get wasted at brunch and cut ribbons and like say some wishy washy bullshit about how he's an immigrant at rallies or whatever. And I think that's perfect for a member of Congress because that's like basically most of the job description is just like he's going to get in there and be like, I'm the son of immigrants. So that's why mm-hmm. we can't do immigration reform or health care. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a great poster boy for the modern Democratic Party because he hits a lot of identity points. And then but everything he does, like everything he says, says is just business friendly. And huh. he's shown right. that with a very clear track record in Long Beach. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, hey, I think he's got a good, good, <laughs> good chance of getting endorsed by all the corporate Dems lining up behind him, getting all that corporate money. I think, I think I he think plays the game. Yeah. He oh, yeah. plays exactly. the game. He had that ribbon cutting ceremony and a new bridge yep. from Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so Remember fun. that? Yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the detention center. Yeah. He sat down with the Dems and he was like, yeah. We'll take the heat down oh, in Long right. Beach. Y'all could do it here. Yeah, we'll Correct. take the child prison. Uh-huh. Fine. We'll take the child prison. That's right. So he's playing the game, and this, uh, he's going to get this seat, I think. He's going to be anointed. I don't know if there's any challenger. And because this is just my personal thing, like, what's going to happen in Congress, whether it's Lowenthal or you could have a straight-up communist in there? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Well, that's besides the thing, put yeah. the communists in harm's way. I can't, right, <laughs> yeah, right. I can't get too upset about this. Like, we, yeah. we could elect a, a Maoist AOC, mm-hmm. and it's like, like first off, the Democrats are going to be in the minority. They're going to get completely obliterated, which is what they want. So yeah. People do anything, blah, blah, blah. The other thing is he's just, like we said, he's a mouthpiece, so he's perfect for that because he can, with a straight face, just say, like, horrendous bullshit. Like, I saw him tweeting yesterday about how um, he... He's like, we legalized marijuana on Long Beach. It's like, you literally voted to not legalize it. And the voters legalized it. Like, it literally, not, reality does not matter at all. To these like, <laughs> no. you can just, uh, any feel-good bullshit you can spit out, you know? But, I mean, marijuana is now big business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's part of that signaling. It's it's part of, okay, you know, I'm sort of against this. And because it's all, Maybe it'll lead into, like, yeah, yeah. tobacco or, or, or uh, alcohol sales. But then, like, hey, it's legitimized. And he's like, oh, this is big business. Yeah, now yeah, it's I'm big business. Get on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. And I, th- I sort of agree. Like, good riddance. I think if he gets to see it, like, yeah, whatever. Okay, go there. <laughs> Be involved in that thing. Because, yeah, you're right. If we, if communists could take that seat, it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. It wouldn't uh, matter. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. So, so, yeah, now I guess it's it's sort of like creating a power vacuum, which we're at least going to get some entertainment from a potential fight between uh, two uh, council members that I hear are going to compete cat- against each other. The Cowardly Lion versus the Wicked Witch of the West. So oh, now, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, no. Why, you're nothing but a great big coward. You're right. I am a coward. I haven't any courage at all. I even scare myself. Uh, yeah. Fucking Rex Richardson and Susie Price. These yep. are two city, uh, Long Beach City Council members who as soon as, go- and this is the thing. All this has happened within days. Oh, Lowenthal retires. Garcia the next day yeah. announces, and then days after that, Richardson and Susie Price announce. Oh yeah, that yeah. they're running for mayor. All Democrats, right? Supposedly, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Even though Garcia's literally <laughs> Republican, former quote unquote, and I literally, I genuinely forget that Susie Price 
pretends to be a Democrat. I yes. yeah, I genuinely, genuinely forget because she doesn't even really like talk like one. She's like, I'm an OC prosecutor and I'll lock yeah, up the bad guys. He's an Orange County prosecutor. Yeah, it's like she mm-hmm. makes Kamala Harris look like a labor organizer. I, I, they're they're both really good examples of how just the, in the country just keeps going further to the right, and these terms just just don't mean anything don't anymore. Mean anything, it, it, any, anyone. I'm. I don't want to generalize for all of Europe, but I'm pretty sure most people in Europe would look at all these people and be like, this is a right-wing hellhole. What's going on here? I say it all the time. Once I started examining Long Beach and the city council and the people in office, mm-hmm. this is like a Midwest oil town. That's the values of the people in power. How so? How so? It's everything is geared towards business. Oh, <laughs> everything yeah, is geared toward very explicitly exactly very explicitly right. and we're in fucking long beach oh, and yeah. we run the, the city government is run like a small town yes uh, with part-time with, with as many uh regressive taxation mm-hmm. as possible part-time city council members part-time city council members yeah a yeah. city a city this size to have part-time city council it's members ludicrous. Yeah. It's insane. insane we also have like a very anemic city civil staff like the people who just mm-hmm. do the basic running yeah yeah the day to day Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, which is yeah, part yeah. of the reason shit gets uh, backburnered and given to consultants and all kinds of things. Like, it takes up like two years just to go through one basic policy because there's like ten people who handle all the policy. You know, like that type of thing. Yeah, and the meat and potatoes crew of like, for example, habitability, like the housing department, they were backed up years and years and years. There's the health no department one. barely exists. We ha- yeah, we have our own health department, but it gets like. Maybe a percent or two of the funding yeah, each year. It's mostly grants from feds. Yeah, and even then, mm-hmm. yeah, they're obviously we've seen uh, incapable of responding. Yeah. So like, so we have these people who don't do anything, and again, they want to fail up. Yep. What did Rex Richardson do for his community? Well, it's funny you say that because his big thing he bangs on is uh he's building some like gentrifying, uh you know those like stupid malls that are like built-in shipping containers i have no idea oh i know yeah, like, those like it'll things. have like a hot chicken place and like a place where they sell like shitty jewelry uh, or i don't even know what it's like the they build it into shipping containers like yes those bougie little yes. mall things uh-huh they're doing mm-hmm. that in a few malls and a warehouse uh he that's he talks about this like second coming of christ which he apparently thinks he is considering he posted a picture of himself with like oh, right. a bunch of pastors laying hands on him literally like, laying hands on, on him God. I mean, that inspired confidence in me. <laughs> Yo, the dude is a 38-year-old black dude, and I'm 45, sort of in the same range, and I hear him speak. I hear him speak to Luna, and the brother takes the bass out his voice when he talks to cops and talks about how he's so... He basically kisses their ass, kisses the cop's ass in a way I don't think a black man should in this country point blank period with the history that's happened in this country. And for him to just dismiss that and it's so like a smack in the face to like black folks, the way he talks to cops and the way he defers to cops and cows to cops and cows to people in power. Like to me, I can't even bear to like hear him speak about these issues. And then you go to the record and it's all about small business, this more business that we're trying to get jobs here what kind of fucking jobs all these incredible these low-wage service jobs that come and go really fast and pay like shit uh-huh great yes yeah. yeah and you've been in powers for a couple terms now nothing to show for it no institutions no affordable housing no not affordable that, not housing enough to talk about even mm-hmm. evictions he, have gone up in your district the price has gone up there you go and he had a ballot measure for affordable housing, but it failed. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, when was that? 2018. That wasn't the oil thing, was it? No. no the that oil... was a different red herring he yes. did where he like raised the tax on oil like by 2%. It was like, we did it, everybody. I mean, all it comes down to is like Long Beach, the, it's seen uh, rental prices skyrocket for yep. so yep. long. Yep. And crazy increases. And never, never boo about rent uh, until it was passed and then even then, you know, it took, you know, there were issues with it. And then, and then, you know, but then they hop on it, right? It's like, right. oh, it's happening at the state level. Let's get on this. Let's fully support it. And it's like, yo, you never had the courage to even think about or consider rent control. And it's like, yeah. there's so many renters in Long Beach. Uh-huh. So many renters in Long Beach. And if you're thinking, I don't know, if I'm thinking about a working class neighborhood, 
man, and I had the position to propose anything, rent control and other rental policies that benefit the tenant, that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah. I really do view these two candidates, Susie Price and uh, Rex Richardson, as like two two sides of the coin of the Democratic Party, right? Like we mm. talked about, they really are like both. The Democratic Party is a rightward party and they're like, he's center right and she's like far right. And his whole thing, because he's near the center, is like Vicky's saying is like, he is a coward. This is his main thing, right? Yes. Like, it, it's not just with Robert Luna. Like almost any divisive issue, it, it's, they run from it. Well, it's not just that he runs from it. It's like he has when he tries to talk about it on the council. It's like embarrassing. I'm like, you're an elected official. Like yeah, you speak for the authority. Yeah. Right. And he's like, uh, I just uh, like he really doesn't mm-hmm. want to like get any backlash. He's like nervous about because he has no actual like political project or morals or anything. It's like whatever is going to keep me here. So, for example, with the cops, he's been funded by them for years and years and years, the Long Beach yep. Police Association. And then at with the George Floyd thing, he was like, I'm going to stop taking their money. So don't worry, it's solved. And then it came to budget time, and he was like, okay, here's all your money you asked for. And it's like, so <laughs> the cops now hate you because you don't take their money, right? Yeah. And everyone else hates you because you still fund the cops. So it's like, what demo are you appealing to? <laughs> and then doing all this and right. seeing everything that happened... I'm going to run for mayor. Right. Right. Like, how does that make any sense? Right. I'm going to attack to the like position that nobody, like, like the cops are going to fund my opponent and I've pissed off everybody who wanted to defund them. Yeah. Cool. And so he's running against Susie Price. This is meet Susie from her website. The first thing that she oh, talks yeah. about, right? She champions many issues. The first thing is public safety. <laughs> Second thing is homelessness, right? That's what she champions. What does that mean? Cool. That means police officers. Public safety. We know what that, yeah. More public safety is more cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's not code. First line. First line. First line. More cops. And then it says homelessness. Notice it doesn't say helping homelessness. It just says solve. It's like if someone says we're going to solve the Jewish problem, right? Ah, yeah. Wait, we're going to do what Mm -hmm. now? Yeah. Solving homelessness. Yeah, we're going to be making camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solving the black problem. There's a problem here. We need to solve it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, there is a homelessness problem. It's just if you just state you're going to solve it, it's a little vague. You're going to solve the What's my issue? Homelessness. You've been a city council member for like, what, like 2014. Eight? Oh, my God. Uh, Fucking eight years. And you're like, all right, now we're going to start taking a bite out of this one. That's the thing. It's like, yo, we've been following this thing for a minute. Time tells the truth. Right. That's yeah. it. So you've been here since 2014. Stuff has only gotten worse. Right. Rent is higher. Right. There are more unhoused folks, more gentrification, no rent control. So why would I vote for you to be the mayor? That's the craziest this? thing about all these candidates. It's like, it's like even for, uh, by a liberal standard, it's like you tell me exactly. things are better than they were. Like you guys yeah. have no power, yeah. supposedly. Like yeah. what? What have you been doing? My whole lib brain is like, okay. Well, what do I do as a Democrat? Y'all aren't telling me shit. Well, you have to keep in mind with Susie Price, though. She gets around that issue, unlike Rex, by her strategy is to get the out and out, like reactionary. Like most of her demo is like racist people, literally dudes with racist lawn jockeys who like want to choke protesters near her house. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Like, uh, yeah, during redistricting, like hundreds of these people came out and. We're like, you can't redistrict her out of her district because we love her because she she's, she loves our cops. Like, like yeah. if you're a homeowner that owns like a multi million dollar home in Long Beach, like you, Susie Price is your, yeah. your woman. Like, she yeah. has a big he base of these you. freaks. He fights for you. She does. She'll fucking kick out the homeless people for you. She'll fucking Gosh. bring the cops down on the protesters that go through your neighborhood. Yeah, she will. She really does represent their interests. Like, she really does. To be real, in terms of the economic interest of her district, it's million dollar homes. Homeowners, uh-huh. uh, you know, I believe demographically, we've seen this demographic many, many times, predominantly white. Of course. You know, much more privileged part of town. And yeah, she she talks about solving the homelessness problem because shit, there ain't a lot of homeless people in her district. So, okay. All right. Just just Rex and Susie. I'll let you know first straight up who I think I would, who I think, I think Ooh, Rex. just them two. You think it's Rex? I think it's Susie. What? I think it's no Susie. Susie can marshal the money. She can marshal the economic support. I think she's probably more cutthroat. And she can marshal, yeah, she's more cutthroat. She can marshal all those psychos who live down there. Who's yeah. the 
uh, who's more entrenched with the Dems? I I don't I honestly don't uh, know the answer. A bit of a to toss up. I don't maybe know the answer. Rex a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, you know, might be right. Maybe to say maybe I I still think it's Susie. I'm just from the demographics of her supporters. Who's Garcia gonna back? The wealth. Uh, I guess that's a good point. Who I don't know. Who will Garcia Rex. back? Rex. You think so? Hell yeah. I don't think so. I don't think there's any guarantee of that. I don't know, man. Why, 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 I don't understand what makes you so sure. Why? Because. Well, let's hear. Let's hear your rationale. You think it's Rex. Yeah. So. The way, just, this is just my vibe of them interacting yeah. with each other. Yeah. Like, they seem more down with the same agenda than Susie. You know what I mean? Like, Garcia's not there trumpeting public safety. Garcia's you know, on the same, like, business gentrification tip. And that's what Rex is all about. Susie, you're right, definitely could marshal those homeowners and get them, but that's that public safety line. That's that cop line that, like, I don't think Garcia's on that tip. Yeah. Good but even though, wait, way. you know what? He does take tons of money from the police. But they all do, though. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about, like, look, we're really talking about electoral politics, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, who has a base of support that has the economic opportunity to Doozies. be politically active, Doozies, yeah. to financially contribute to a run, yep. and to go out and vote. Doozies that's, demographics, that's, yeah, hundred percent more, big time, way, big way, time. way more, yeah, 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 big time boxes, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, I think the real decider is going to be the fact that El the Long Beach Police Officers Association is going to endorse Susie. They're going to dump like a truckload of money into her campaign. And Garcia, because he's their lapdog, is going go to them, and a lot of other people will go with them. Good because point. Rex, like I said, he fucked it by not taking their money by anymore not yeah. and pissing them off. And he never actually did took steps to really build grassroots, like authentic right. support, which right. would have been probably the only way. Because if I, I don't know, I can't because if he had gone out there and been like, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna I, here's my alternative vision. We're gonna move money into social services. We're gonna move money mm -hmm. into this, whatever, whatever. We could debate that all day but that would have been some differentiator but right now he's like way too far in the middle for anyone to get yep good call the centrist game once again succeeding every day right 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 uh not strongly for anything so no one's strongly for you silver lining that i'm seeing right now is the city prosecutor position and we have a comrade in dsa long beach running george moyer who's running for city prosecutor Fuck yeah. Yeah. And what's uh the city prosecutor position um handles all misdemeanors in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So therefore, whoever's in charge of that could either say yes to misdemeanors or no and not prosecute them at all. Yep. And that is like something that affects material conditions of the most marginalized, the poorest workers in Long Beach. Like oh, yeah. that's just the fact. So and that race is not a high-profile race. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know about it. Yep. And the last person just ran unopposed. So yep. we have a shot maybe at electoral politics, maybe doing something to affect people's lives here in Long Beach. Right. Because like you said, the current guy, Doug Hubert, uh, we're going to talk in the next episode about his gang injunction program and how that got knocked out by the Supreme Court because it was too racist. But uh, like, it seems like George is kind of the real deal. I mean, I heard him speak and he... Um, I don't know. Most of all, he's not like cowardly. No, is what impresses me. And he has—he's something he stands for, and he isn't like. But I really just want everybody to play on the same team. He's like, yeah, we shouldn't prosecute uh, these misdemeanors because it just hurts poor people. And yeah, that's his, that's what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. the end of the sentence. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, we were talking earlier about how like the city council is mainly a joke, and like the city staff run a lot of things. Yeah, yep. I think that's why. Um, you know, in terms of like affecting material conditions for working people, that's why. This is this is important uh, yeah. for all the reasons we brought up. Because um, hey, we're not crumbling the justice system anytime anytime exactly, soon, brother. folks. Exactly, so, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know. It's, but he it's also a wants. To, he also wants to turn the tools of the city prosecutor's department against landlords. That's he wants true. to prosecute them for uh, you know the the tens of thousands of violations mm -hmm. they do mm -hmm. that never get investigated because there's no resources. Nobody gives the DAs. Right now, I, th I think it's all the health department or whatever. The city prosecutor's department doesn't give a shit about anything landlords do, no matter how illegal it yeah. is right now. So I think that would be massive in and of itself. 
being yeah. able to prosecute landlords. And and try to paint a picture of like what issues uh he'd be going after. Um habitability. Habitability oh, yeah. issues. Uh tons, tons of pests, safety issues, lighting, um mold. Ice, mold. I, I uh visited tenants I wanna say like last month. Uh they you know, I'm not gonna say names or anything here, but uh yeah, they're they're in a wheelchair. Their landlord still hasn't built a ramp. ramp wow. for them to get out of their house. Um, roaches, like bed bugs, like these things rampant, rampant. So many slumlords in Long Beach. And if we actually get a city prosecutor who's going to prosecute those people, mm-hmm. hell, that can make a big difference. That can make a big difference in changing living conditions. Yeah. And to this sort of race breaks in my head. Um, gets me out of like mayor or city council more of those like high profile positions which we think is like the only way to really hold power is, is yeah. from those positions but you have the city prosecutor who's in charge of so much yeah and whose influence and where they could be pointed that power yep against poor people or against landlords it's right. huge yeah it's huge yeah yeah and it couldn't really make a difference and this is one of the things i like from electoral power, um, electoralism to understand that, like, yo, this could make a change and we could see it. What is Susie Price going to do? What sort of change is she going to bring? Even if she wanted to, what could she do? I mean, I think that LPVD will be let off the chain a little bit more is all, you know, I mean, not, not yeah. too much of a status quo change, even though she's, you know what I mean? Like more reactionary. Exactly. And even, even going the other way, if a fucking progressive got in city council, like, what could they do? We had a progressive in city council. Yeah. Right, and she got pile drive. I mean, yeah. and Suli other- Saro, as I understood it, is pretty progressive, quote right. unquote. Rex is pretty progressive, uh, quote unquote. Uh, I don't know and about that last one. They, they all voted yes to have a child prison in Long Beach. Yeah. So, okay, how progressive are these people? Well, you, like we have been talking about, you could elect a Maoist to city mm-hmm. mayor, but yeah. the thing is, the mayor doesn't do anything. They don't have any real power. It's, all, it's mostly the city um, manager. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, I think like a hardcore communist or Maoist who's really into obstruction well, yeah. could be a really big thorn <laughs> in their side. Like people would want to go to city council. I would want to go to city council meetings to listen to them uh, filibuster the shit out of pro biz- the pro business funny, agenda. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. That would but, be entertaining. Yes. But I guess what I'm saying is you can't really have an effective. Exactly. It's very hard to have an effective. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Especially in the structure of Long Beach. As opposed to city prosecutor where it's like, basically they're just kind of their own thing. There's no like, Nobody's above yeah. their elected official. Kind of like being the sheriff. Like the city council can get as mad as they want at you. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't fucking Amazing. matter. Yeah. And the city council loves to use this excuse. Like, with, uh, exactly. This, th- that's, you know, there was uh, an issue around like housing uh, yes. and eviction moratoriums and um, substantial remodel for just cause eviction. I'm not going to, maybe we described that on a previous podcast. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, moral of the story is, is that the city council just leaned on the assessment of uh, the city attorney to just be like, oh, our hands are tied. We yep. can't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like very much so the city attorney could easily have given yeah. a different recommendation. Totally. They would have followed that. But see, this is the thing. Maybe they wouldn't have followed that. Maybe then they would have been like, oh, our, our like real estate investors, you know, actually we're, we're going to come out and be against this. But, but that makes it way they're, harder. For- they're ca- it does make it way harder for them. And in, in reality, they're just careers. They want to be like, yes, people and, and like take the easy way out and not really rock the boat. Um, and so, yeah, that that's like going to why these systemic positions do have so much power because a lot of times they're just like, oh, yep, we're going to listen to the expert instead of actually taking it from like, oh, no, we could actually do yeah. the other way. So, so the way Long Beach is structured, the city prosecutor has tons of power and might be able to do some effective change. Yep. So yep. I'm looking to get involved. Uh, George is going to start canvassing, got a little bit of staff, oh, good. and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I want to donate and get involved, and uh, we should get them on the show so we get close to the election. Word. Yeah. Fundraising. Don't take it from us. It'd be great to have them. Cool. Uh, anything else we got? So wrap us up here. 
we thought we'd close it out with a fun one. Uh, speaking of city council members, uh, I'm going to just read the title of this article. Long Beach Councilwoman Chased by Man with Knives in Downtown. Knives? <laughs> knives. Knives. Multiple knives. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys guess who this was. Oh, Cindy Allen. <laughs> yeah. It's the same picture that we used. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the same fucking photo. The, she was chased by a man with a backpack full of knives. Wow. So, first I, off, this article starts with a lie because it says District 2 Councilwoman Cindy Allen who lives in the Aqua Condominium. <laughs> downtown which is not true because she lives in fucking fountain valley like this is a well-known fact long story short there's that, the details here that um a guy came at her with a knife he obviously was having like she thought she was trying to rob him but apparently he was just trying to probably like stab her no he was pissed he stayed at one of her airbnbs and was very <laughs> dissatisfied <laughs> She was on the phone with the fire union president. I don't even know what the details in here. Basically, she got chased all the way back to her condo building. She hid in there and screamed for the concierge to lock the door, which is very like such a rich person thing to do. Um, and then the cop, the cops finally showed up after several minutes and they found 10 knives in his backpack. And that's it. So, no. So the real reason I'm bringing this up, so the real reason I'm bringing this up is two things. One, um, I, I don't know if this was a fake flag. It honestly almost feels like it was on some level. Really? Well, here's the thing. She says in this art, she is quoted as saying, um, I've walked this area for years and I've never felt the way I do today. Hmm. Okay. Have you guys ever felt unsafe walking in parts of downtown? No. I find that very surprising because, well, I don't know. I used to live downtown. I've been down there a lot. Almost every time I go to certain parts of downtown, somebody tries to punch me. Almost it, more in the northern part of it, but like people all the time, like really, downtown is filled with people who have no prospects, who are shoved on the street, uh, are mentally unwell, like this guy. Um, people are just left to rot down there, and there's hundreds of them, thousands. We're just desperate, desperate, right? Desperate. Um, and all, all, any of the times I felt unsafe is because basically a mentally ill person is coming up to me, and Either they'll threaten me or go to punch me a little bit. I've never felt like I've been going to be stabbed, right? No one's ever pulled a knife on me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you've lived downtown and you're working class, there's no fucking way you would ever say, oh, it's fine down here. Everything's cool. I don't understand. This was weird. Yeah. This happened to me. Yeah. It's a situation where there's not services. There's too many people. There's, not a, there's no housing. And the situation gets to a point where people are mentally ill. Right. There's nothing there to help them. And they're just there. So the idea that this would happen to you and be like, wow, this is so shocking. Like that would I would that would never occur to me. I would never never say something like, wow, this is such a rare event. I'd just be like, yeah, I mean, that's no shit. This happened. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, but what's her conclusion here is she literally is like, Alan said she wants to explore the possibility of adding more police officers oh, to God. the downtown area. She said police were quick to respond in her incident, but a stronger overall police presence in the area may help. Okay, so nobody got hurt. The cops came quickly and they got him. So you need more cops? Like, I don't, how, how do you need more cops? What are they going to do? I want to talk about the person uh, who did this. Mm -hmm. 22 years, a 22 year old person. Like, I, I just want, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't have a lot of details about this person. But the fact that they are in a situation where they felt the need to walk around with a backpack full of knives yep. and potentially rob somebody, like something is seriously wrong and it's not, with them. Yes. It's, it's with, not with them. Not at 22 years old. So, uh, I, you know, I'm just thinking about it and it's like the fact that the fact that people's material conditions are driving them to do shit like this at the age of 22. It's like this person shouldn't be in this position materially where they're fearing, feeling compelled to do this. Something is seriously wrong. And and it's not the fact that downtown is unsafe or something like that. There are things that are seriously wrong and cops ain't going to solve it. Yep. I mean, no, no, I'll take it back. Cops will solve it. They'll arrest this person. Yep. They'll throw him in prison and set the bail at $50,000, which is where the bail is set at. I don't know the circumstances of this, of, of this person's life, but I'm assuming 50 grand is not something that they're capable of doing. So now they've been thrown into prison. They're going to, or, or jail. Yeah. Who knows what kind of trauma they're going to undergo there. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's just, it's just like, more, more and more of the same, more and more of the police state, and that's the only solution they know how to throw at this because, hey, 
She was walking on the waterfront by her, uh, a place that she owns, at least. And she was like, I was walking on the water, waterfront. Uh, you know, I'm an important person in Long Beach. Why did this happen to me? This shouldn't happen to me. We need more cops. We need cops on every corner to make sure that, you know, people that would commit this because of their material conditions or assault people or rob people, they're not going to do it because they know the cops are right okay. there and they're going to shoot them. Yeah, they're not going to do it, but people are going to eat. People got to eat. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like all these things that you're trying to deter are human needs. Right. That will manifest themselves either way. Like you right. can't stop people mm -hmm. from eating. Right. So that person is sitting there. They have no place to go. They're mentally ill and they're just there. And then you're thinking more cops is just going to stop the whole situation as opposed to saying, hey, what got this person to this point? And that's really the problem. Does it say that they were mentally ill in the article? Huh? No, it doesn't say that they're mentally no, ill. It doesn't explicitly say it, but they're walking around with 10 knives. And this, I just want to reiterate, this was not a robbery. It's not actually a robbery because chasing people around with knives screaming at them. Mm, that not seems, a he didn't but he's, he's being charged with robbery. Of mm -hmm. course he's being charged yeah. with robbery. Assault with a deadly weapon. Yes. But Carrying what I'm saying is just it's mentioned she threw her purse down and he like ignored the purse, went after her. Right. Yeah. Something, yeah, something is serious. That's what I mean. Dramatic there's some exactly. There's yeah. something going on there that's not regular behavior. No. Right. You only need one knife to rob somebody. So why do you got a backpack exactly. full of knives? Like, and, you know? And yeah, like yeah. that's that, this is the reason I wanted to bring this up, is it's, it's such a perfect illustrative example of the the current power structure's response to these type of things, right? Downtown downtown is decaying. It fucking sucks down there. Mm -hmm. A lot of parts of the city it fucking sucks and it's gotten worse because more people are more poor and more fucked up, yeah. right? And um, this is the response. We're just going to do more cops. We're just going to impress them more, and that will do it. No thought of, okay, like, well, what if we opened a mental health facility? What if we just provided all these people housing? Yeah. Like, yeah. ooh, real radical Op shit I'm saying yeah. here, you know? Opened up actual, like, kitchens in every district where everyone can get a meal regardless of who you mm -hmm. are. You know, that's something that drives me nuts. Like, we do have... There's like food banks and churches and, you know, we're even involved in a mutual aid program. And like, you know, I have issues with state control, but like shit, if they can have a prison for everybody and you could go to, you know, you get put in prison, they give you yeah. in prison, even though there's issues and problems with that. You know, that shouldn't have to be the case. You shouldn't have to wait to be arrested to go get a meal and a roof over your head. Like that is complete bullshit. And, um, you know, that's something that a hundred percent the city state could do the city the municipality they could they could make it make oh. sure everyone got mm -hmm. there's a lot they could yeah do. and you know what's good about this too it's like uh people always talk about personal lived experience this was her lived experience yeah and what she chose to say is more cops yep right more cops yep not anything about the 22 year old and why are they screaming at people yep. and walking around with a backpack full of knives in her worldview, that's doesn't seem anything that should be addressed. And, and look, different instance, but it's from my also lived experience. I was driving in my turf the other day in Torrance and on Lomita Boulevard, and I see there's a traffic jam from like six or seven cops who are pulled over. And you know, I finally get there and I see, oh, it's it's a young black guy, completely naked, that took off all of his. Like, if I've ever seen a cry for help, that is a fucking cry for help. You know what I mean? And and what do we have to respond to that? It's just cops. They're going to take him in. They're going to book him. I don't know how long he's going to spend in bookings, jail. Um, you know, I don't think he committed. It didn't seem like he committed a, a crime other than taking off his clothing. But it's like, dude, how do you not register that? It's just like this person needs help yeah. beyond anything else. Any other shadow of doubt. This person needs help. The only way we have to respond to that is six cop cars. Huh? Just driving me nuts. That's the liberal yeah. paradigm, right? Is it's like we can, we can, like they see the suffering, and it's like we can, we can feel better about the suffering, not really solve it. Feel better about it if we shift it to individualism, right? So Cindy Allen and this is talking about, well, people should be more careful and not be on their phone. Yeah, so yeah. Individually, be be more suspicious of people who look dirty and unhappy, right? Uh, and the only systemic solution is the cops, right? But like that, individually, these people are are bad eggs. These unhoused people, mm -hmm. and as a quote unquote victim in her case, she she should have been more careful. Like you should shouldn't use your phone on in public. Right. Yeah, 
because it's literally so dangerous that you will be killed if you right. they, aren't the, paying attention. That's the, that's the status quo we're supposed to like accept. Yeah, the perpetrators strayed away from the uh, Protestant ethic and they can't yes. you know, help themselves and they've turned to crime and yeah, yeah, you have to protect yourself as a victim yeah. and we need more cops. That's, and, that's just the message over and over. And a quick note about messaging and fucking wokeness and all that. He gets, he's like, as a woman, we yep. have to be really, like, come on, really? Dude, I, like, I almost legitimately think this, honestly, we should find this guy and see, like, are you a paid actor? Because you're mm -hmm. telling me a former gang unit cop isn't fucking strapped up? Are you fucking kidding me? You're just walking around? Not strapped up, huh? Go yeah. fuck yourself. You're not fucking art. Fuck you. You're, you're, your husband's literally an active duty piece of shit. You live in, in Fountain Valley, and you're telling me. Nah, dude. Nah. I don't believe it. Not for one second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think, like, passion, you know? Right. Yeah. Where's the compassion? She's thinking about herself. Oh, victim. yeah. Victim. 22 years old. Just give a shit about that. Yeah. No compassion towards him whatsoever and just talking about, like, more cops. Her lived experience, right? It's like anything is weaponized against It's like the perfect, like, well, I was a victim of crime. You fucking created the conditions. If anybody deserved to be chased by a guy with a knife, it was you. We have we have big issues in this society that yeah the solution is more cops more cops more cops. What we've learned here is that there are more cops every election more cops. Pretty much, uh, right. I, yes we can just roll with this helicopter. It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> right, Yo, we're closer. we're recording in some some real shit out here. We're in North Long Beach in a garage, open air. Nope, no fancy Zoom calls or air conditioning for us. Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great discussion, y'all. Definitely brought it all together. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And I'm Vic. I'm Miles. And I'm Jordan. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, why, why am, am I, I talking? talking?